Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. In podcast 36, I started a five-part series of Safety Bites called Safety Has No Easy Button. Other podcasts in that series are number 43, 48, and 54. I covered some of the key elements of what makes a highly successful safety and health program. In this podcast, I'll wrap up the Safety Has No Easy Button series, talking about safety and health training. You may be surprised that training is the last element of a highly successful safety and health program. This is intentional. You cannot train employees to be safe if the workplace does not support safety. Employees need a workplace free from hazards, committed to safety, in which they can practice safe behaviors. To begin, you should develop a systematic process to evaluate your employees' training needs. Your needs assessment should cover the topics that follow. Of course, when it comes to training, you need to train employees on the OSHA standards that apply to them. However, this is actually the easy part. OSHA makes it relatively clear what topics apply, and there are numerous resources available to help you create customized OSHA compliance training programs for your workplace. There are several other training program elements you should include in your needs assessment. All employees should be trained on the hazards in the workplace to which they may be exposed. That may include machine guarding, ergonomic stressors, pedestrian safety in a warehouse, behavior de-escalation, how to clear jam-ups on production equipment, defensive driver training, and many, many others. In addition to teaching about hazards, it's also critical that you provide employees with the skills and knowledge necessary to recognize the hazards and what the employee should do to prevent injury if such a situation arises. Very few employers take such a holistic approach to employee safety, but it is critical for a world-class safety program. Again, there is no easy button for safety. In addition, managers and supervisors need to be trained on their safety and health responsibilities. Specifically, what do they need to know and do to carry out their safety responsibilities? This goes beyond the training provided to non-supervisory personnel. This training is specific to the activities that are expected of managers and supervisors to support and sustain the organization's safety and health program. This may include routine observations of employee behaviors, ongoing surveys of work practices, safety audits, routine safety communications with employees, such as toolbox talks, seeking out employee feedback on safety concerns, correcting hazards in their areas of responsibility, their responsibilities in an emergency, and promptly reporting and investigating of employee injuries. Too often, it is simply assumed that supervisors and managers know what their safety responsibilities are. They, too, need to be trained and held accountable. For new employees, you need to have a new employee orientation program that covers, at a minimum, the necessary OSHA requirements applicable to them. Discussion of the hazards they face, including recognition and control, the protective measures they should take, emergency response procedures, and their right under the Occupational Safety and Health Administration Act. Lastly, employees need to be trained on emergencies and emergency response. Employees need to be informed about their responsibilities for each type of emergency the organization may face. Managers and supervisors will likely need training that is different from employees who are to simply evacuate the work area or seek refuge. And if employees are to respond to an emergency, such as use fire extinguishers or shut down equipment or utilities, they will need even more training. Make sure your employees are trained on their specific role so they understand what to do in an emergency situation. There is one key consideration to training. If it is not documented, it never occurred. Develop a system to monitor training attendance and requirements. This system should provide reminders of what employees will be due for training and highlight those employees who are overdue or have missed training. I would also strongly encourage you to keep copies of the training materials utilized 
so that if you're ever questioned on what specific training employees received, you can show exactly what information was provided to employees. Training frequency is also important. Ensure OSHA compliance training is provided at least as frequently as required by law. Training that is not specifically required by OSHA should be provided at appropriate intervals. These intervals should be determined based upon the assessment of the organization, keeping in mind changes in the workplace including operational changes or changes in exposures or controls. Remember to provide updated training whenever changes occur in work processes, changes in equipment, or changes in procedures render prior training obsolete. Lastly, regarding the delivery of training, ensure your trainers are qualified. This does not mean that they are professional trainers. In fact, some of the best trainers are those non-management employees who can clearly and effectively communicate with their peers, have experience with the work, and can convey sincere concern about workplace safety. Make sure your trainer has the subject matter expertise to provide the training. I've been in the safety field more than 20 years, have a master's degree in occupational safety, and a PhD, but this does not mean I'm qualified to provide all the safety training needed in an organization. Every organization needs to assess the qualification of the trainers providing instruction for each course provided. Following this podcast, I'd like you to consider the safety training you provide to your employees. Do you provide the training on all subjects that you should? Do employees truly understand the hazards they face and how to protect themselves or respond when such a hazard arises? Do you routinely evaluate the training to make sure it meets the organization's needs today? If not, please take the time to update your training program. Remember, what you do for safety today may save a life tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.